Welcome back to the ACC Basketball Degenerates. <laughs> College basketball season's in full swing. It's the middle of November. We already have some ACC play under our belts. You've probably noticed. New host. Are, new uh, host. What? Who dis? Who dis? New host. Who dis? These are not the melodious tones of your normal host, Luke Near. We are without our point guard this week. Luke is on sabbatical. He's taking a well-deserved break after a West Coast jaunt uh, to California. Do you know if he was in Northern or Southern California? I, I don't know. Okay. He seems like a wine guy. I don't know. Wine and ukuleles. That's he, just kind of how Luke comes across to me. He's a Pinot Noir person. Ah, uh, yeah. He's not drinking any Merlot, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I heard that Merlot sales tanked after Sideways, just as a side note. I, and it's a real shame because there are some good Merlots out there. Just yeah. a little note. Good place to get value now because people undervalue him just because of that. Well, good. Good. I could, I could feel Luke cringing already from here. I, oh, God. He's going to hate listening to this. I'm just waiting for one of us to to pull out a Paul Giamatti impression. <laughs> hey, it's a Malo. I don't know. He's You're, not Italian. <laughs> yeah, that was probably offensive to a lot of people. Yes, so I don't know why. Is. I don't know how that happened. Anyways, uh, my name's Taylor Pilkington. Uh, with me is Vegas Mike Jaffe and in absentia, Luke Near. Yes. We're, so here we are, episode two. Here we are, new studio, new phone, new host, yeah. new disc, all that. It's fantastic. This is our heat check episode. We're going to check in on everything that's going on in the ACC. You know, it's a weird time. I feel like the first slate of games, the first like week was so good. I loved all the conference play. I right. loved like the Champions Classic. And then everybody goes back to playing like Nickel State, which, eh, you know, you think that's an easy win. Anyway, everyone goes back to playing like, you know, sub 250 Ken Palm teams. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a little disjointed this year, obviously. Um, I think we should maybe talk about that, kind of why the game started out the way they did this year with the ACC. I mean, it's um, it's always an interesting uh, beginning of the year, at least in my mind, you know, with like Duke, right? They like always start off like so hot against like, you know, Kentucky or Michigan State or Kansas. And by the way, are those the only four teams that can play in the Champions always. Classic? It's always is, those. Is it always have to be them? Yeah. And do it's they always have to be preseason number one? Is that true? No, but this year was the first year. It was one, two, three, and four. Oh, okay. So it's a big deal. All right. right. Well, yeah. yeah, that's interesting to me. Anyways, um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Like everybody else has kind of started off on that same level this year, um, you know, with ACC play starting so early. So, you know, I don't know. Some people like it. Some people hate it. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, well, I mean, so this is the first question I think is it's all driven by the ACC network. Oh, you and, say that there are dollars in college sports? Oh, yeah. I don't believe it. I mean, I believe in amateurism. I, <laughs> Is I, that true? I personally Only hate- on your video searches at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no please comment. Continue. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I uh, you know, you made me lose my train of thought. Now all I can think about is amateurs and uh, uh anyways, please. Anyways, please, yeah. No, ACC I, network. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm a believer in the ACC network now as a supporter, even though, you know, so basically all this first week, the the fact that they changed to a 20-game schedule for the ACC and the ACC network is trying a promotional thing, that's why we got conference play to start the season right away. Right, so remind me, this is the, and I, I mean, not really remind me, but this is the first year of the, like, fully launched ACC network, the billion-dollar deals going directly to the ACC as opposed to going through ESPN as a vessel. Is that correct? correct? Yes, okay. and uh, you'll notice that, like, uh. All the coaches pretty much complained um, about the fact that they had to do play conference games, you know, first week of the season. I'm not that sympathetic to it. Spoiler alert, I'll just give my opinion, my take, my hot take right up front, just because I think it's awesome. I love seeing, you know, those type of games. I love seeing games that matter right away. And I think that's their big complaint, right? That, you know, I think Beheim said in his press conference, he was very critical after they lost to UVA. And he was very critical saying like, we, you know, offense on every game takes like uh, – on every team takes like three or four games to settle in. Defense uh-huh. might be there, but we need to like play a couple games under a belt and then we need to have conference play <laughs> later on in the year. And I'm like – I'm, I'm laughing because like this is like Bayheim having to go against UVA. Right? At home. And he like, got to play at home. He's probably been justifying for like two or three years. Like, look, guys, the offense, it's going to get better. He's probably spent like all offseason, you know, saying that. And it's and not. Then, and he comes out and they've put up like 34 and they have to play UVA. So I'm sure he's very much against it I after mean, that game. And we're late to the party to notice this, but like – UVA had to go on the road as the defending national champion. And so Beheim really, if anybody's going to be complaining, it's probably not him. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I mean, it will be, but you know, uh, 
and I just think every other team's in that same position. And from an entertainment standpoint, there's a reason they play things like the Champions Classic, right? Because everybody loves it. And it, it, I would say it benefits the conference and the teams as a whole. It's great. It's like a big promotional thing. Right, and you feel like this is kind of like an extension of that than the ACC network. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's great. I mean, there are – Or the ACC play, I should right, say. Right, the ACC yeah. play. And there are issues with it, you know, like – Notably, the they haven't maybe got all the technical issues. The ACC stream was, dude. Yeah, the bad, ACC you know? network stream. I mean, I don't know. I if, I imagine there's someone out there that's paying like Cox Cable to like actually subscribe to ACC network. But for the 98 percent of other people that are actually like streaming it, um, man, that was a that was a tough start. You know, I I felt like it was like the eight or 16 bit version of the ACC, which I kind of enjoyed. It had that NBA Jam feel that I know that you're you've always been a big fan of. So yeah, the um, big heads and everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I I enjoyed it, and from all that we've heard from like the media and whatever, is the word is probably it's not going to happen next year. Even it's not going to last, which is too bad. Oh, meaning that they won't have they won't start off the season next year with ACC games. That's what you've heard. They'll go back to the old schedule. Like really, not the old schedule. There will still be games like you know. There's games this year where like UVA plays UNC in the middle of December, early December, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's still going to be those random games just because they have to fit 20 games in, right? As opposed to the 18 that they were playing previously, right? But you know, I mean, they're they're going to go back to like starting out where like Duke will always be in the Champions Classic. Some other teams might do some whatever their individual things, but everybody will go back to being like. Let's play William and Mary. Let's play like, you know, South Dakota State for everyone. Well, game. you know, scheduling aside, I mean, what what were your initial impressions seeing like kind of these first ACC games tip off? I mean, the first game that jumps out to me and the first performance that stands out, I, I love that I ask you and now I'm going to lead you with what yeah. I think you should say. It, you're uh, just yeah. looking for an excuse to talk about this. It's fine. It's yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the first one that stands out is the UNC-Notre Dame game for me and Cole Anthony setting the freshman record for points in a debut uh, with 34 points. I mean, what were, what were your overall impressions of that game and is that really the, the performance that stood out to you? I mean, Cole Anthony is the truth. Right. Oh, Can, well, I, a buddy of mine texted me "death by a thousand floaters," which <laughs> I really I enjoyed that. Well, the thing, I mean, if you look at so far, right, his efficiency numbers don't like jump off the chart. But the thing that's really going to be killer is like in that Notre Dame game where in the second half he just decided like, oh, every three point shot I take from six feet beyond the arc is going to go in. Right. You know, yeah. and um, that's that is just going to be like un- unstoppable if he just does that all you know it's like the Steph Curry I think if you looked at his numbers from that game they're very they compare to like early Steph Curry games hmm. um in college oh wow and that's, that's high praise that's the kind of stuff that I mean you know he took off the rec specs halfway through the game yeah so. I saw that I was actually really confused when the game started I was like I, I was not aware that he was um he was gonna go full Chuck Wu for this game <laughs> and then you know he just like rips him off halfway through kind of like a you know like a LeBron headband type move and then you know I actually came away a little bit more impressed with Notre Dame than I did UNC, and I think that's that mentality is actually kind of um, continued actually actually over the past couple of weeks. I mean, I thought Prentice Hub, I thought he played really well. I thought uh, T.J. Gibbs kind of looked better in a support role. Uh, you know, Mooney struggled against the overall uh, bigger and more athletic UNC forwards and centers, but I thought overall, I mean, compared to where they were last year, dude, I was like, man, Notre Dame. Mike Bray, come on, I'm ready. Oh no. See, I I'm a I'm a big Notre Dame fan in general, and I want them to be good. And I think I feel like I said, you know, last year, I'll just repeat myself. I always thought they were good, great on offense, working the ball around, good enough on defense, and just couldn't shoot, couldn't finish it. Mm. I don't know why I thought they would change. I thought somehow they would get better at shooting, but I feel like they haven't. It's like baby carrots, you know? Everybody buys them, but they're the exact same carrots, just shaved down to the other sides. Just a marketing ploy. It's not. A, it's yeah, a, did you know? I'm glad that you knew that. Not many people know that a baby carrot every, is just the soul of a full carrot. No, everybody knows that. That's really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I told someone else that they were like, "Oh wait, you mean they don't grow like <laughs> like all baby of, carrots don't come I, out that way?" I I don't. I'm wor- I think Notre Dame is like better than last year, but I'm worried that they still just haven't learned to shoot. Oh. And, it, and if you can't. If you get open, but then you miss all your shots, 
Yeah, they're they started out they so far this year they're shooting twenty eight percent from three, which is in the bottom third of not all great. of college basketball. It's not fun. But you know, I, I you know, here's a little spoiler for everybody that's, you know, watching college basketball this year. Nobody is shooting well. It's actually uh the the shooting and scoring is way down to start the year, which maybe is to be expected earlier in the year, but I think it's actually been a record number of first half lows so far. I made a few calls to the sports books in Vegas this week, and it actually has been the uh, I think it's been the most lows for first halves on record to start the year over the first uh, like couple weeks of the season. So Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought I was surprised well, somebody was tracking. That. I think that also fits into the narrative of like at least for the ACC, you see that these they have to play very much more competitive games than they normally be playing and like the offenses aren't quite up to a level of defense because you know you don't have the rhythm you don't have the click whereas defense you can kind of get it up to speed mm. a little earlier mm. I, I, I that's funny you talk about the shooting because i thought for unc one of the big things was um christian keeling has not really been shooting like you thought he would and cole anthony is taking the majority of their outside shots but um andrew playtech has been pretty good oh um, no 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 don't if this is if this is an andrew playtech like, I, I plug mean, i mean look there's a there's a clear I, difference I think between that's pretty good justin pierce has hit some yeah, shots he, he's played in well, some of their uh, other games spots. you know yeah. it's hard for me to like take too much away from like the gardner web victory or something like that but you know that yeah. sort of stuff I mean, uh, Baco looks better every every game. I think he looks more comfortable. Garrison Brooks is getting there. But anyways, overall, I mean, just, you know, watching those teams, I actually came away more impressed with Notre Dame, but obviously you feel a little differently. I, I'm a believer in Notre Dame, so I just I, – maybe I'm not as high as them as okay. you are. Right. I, I worry, you know, are they just the same team as last year? Hmm. With better hair because Fluger's back. Well, <laughs> with better hair. I mean, that's um, very important. Let me ask you another question. Moving on. So we talk about UNC, mm-hmm. and this is my leading question, and maybe you give a different answer, but right. who do you think deserves to have the title right now, the front runner in the ACC, Duke or Louisville? Those are my only two options? The, well, from my perspective, those are your two options. <laughs> you can. I'm waiting for you to throw me a curveball and say something like, it's Virginia Tech because Landers Nolly is good. Right, man. Landers Nolly is amazing. If you guys haven't been watching Landers Nolly, Virginia Tech, he is uh he's given everybody the business so far. Just like, hey, you know what, NCAA, you want to hold me back for those ACT scores because I'm too bright? You know what? I'm gonna come out and drop 30 a game. Um, no, I think the the best team in the ACC. I mean, I don't know. Is there like a default answer where none of them are good? I mean, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. I mean, I just don't really feel any of the ACC teams. I think Duke is the best D. Defensive team in the ACC, Their and I know has been unreal. A lot of people right? here in Charlottesville would probably not like to hear that. Oh, you know, UVA has only allowed 113 points over their first three games, or whatever, which is very true. Um, but I, I don't know. Just watching that Duke defense, I mean, it's pretty intimidating. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it all comes down to schedule in the ACC. So I, I still think that Duke will struggle to score the basketball, um, but. I don't know. I, I got to give it to Duke right now just because of their defensive play. I, to me, it's Duke or UVA, I guess. It's definitely oh. not U, UNC. I'll okay, tell you yeah. That. I, I, I want it to be UNC, but to me, I mean, Louisville's kind of going under the radar as much as a top five team in the nation can kind of be. I'm sure. Wait, they're top five? Yeah. I'm, no, sure, I'm just kidding. I know. I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure people in Louisville would be upset that I'm saying this, but like, I. You know, Duke is going to be number one next next week in the national rankings. Is that true? Which I'm sure they will be. Obviously, right? keep yeah. peppering questions. Like yeah, great. <laughs> amateurs, amateurs, amateurs. Yeah, that, uh, that's, more, that's more surprising than the fact that you have a media connection that tells you the ACC network schedule is going to change next uh-oh, year. Oh, when I say media connection, I mean Twitter. Oh, okay. Twitter.com, right. I believe. D-O-T yeah you uh, probably are a guy that uses it on the desktop you can't trust people that use twitter on the desktop i tell you you just can't <laughs> i have alerts set up for my name you know just when my name pops up it never does but just in case right right no that's good that's good uh yeah i i mean i think it's got to be louisville they're just the most well-rounded uh you know it's not one dimensional do you talk about duke having trouble scoring their defense has been really impressive i love the ball pressure yeah, yeah. led by trey jones you maybe thought Trey Jones could shoot after the Champions Classic. No, he still cannot shoot, I think. Uh, I love Matthew Hurt's game. He's very yeah. smooth. I, I Dude, love watching Matthew him play. Hurt. Can we take a second to, like, uh, first of all, I, you know, I had not watched a lot of Hurt highlights um, prior to the season beginning. But, you know, there's something about a guy that cocks his jump shot back like that. You know, the, the guy that's got the little hitch in the jump shot. I'm telling you, it's the Euro step of the jump shot game. You can't block it. I mean, it just throws your timing off a little bit. 
I don't know. I, I like I like what he can do. He can get it off uh, from anywhere. Yeah. I like his game. Matthew Hurt has inspired like so many circa 2009 Duke erections. Because let me tell you, in that age, he's like the <laughs> what star. What does that even look in like? The, they just I, all I do I is picture know. the Blue Devil just holding like his, you know, spike in the air or whatever. It's just weird. A newspaper with a headline that's like April 1st, 2009. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I... I love Matthew Hurt's game, but I just think, like you said, they're a little too limited when they come up against other teams that might challenge their offensive game a little bit more. And Louisville's just, like, too well-rounded, and they haven't even had all their guys come back, right? So, like, Malik Williams, Mm -hmm. when he comes back, that will add so much. Um, So what else else is it that you like about Louisville that's got you uh, ready to put them atop the ACC? I think they're just balanced on offense and defense. They know who they are. They have good shooting all around. They have lots of guys. I mean, Jordan Wara, right, is a player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything you expected him to. Sure. Uh, I was personally surprised. I think we talked about how we expected Fresh Kimball to be the starter and at right. point guard and play more, and it looks like more Darius Perry. Mm-hmm. I think he's benefited from the fact that he's not asked or asked or feels like he has to do it mu- as much as he did right. last year, right? He can just be a facilitator, pass first. They have a lot of scoring, a lot of guys, a lot of size. I mean, and they're deep. I, I – I just think they have... So you like them because they're more well-rounded. Yes, yes, exactly. I think they are... See, I don't think that they're particularly good at anything. You know, I mean, I think that they're very well-rounded at being above average. So to me, that's not like enough. You know, I think you have to be really great at something, and I think Duke is the best at what the ACC is going to be great at this year, which is defense. I think Louisville's strong suit is probably defensively. So if it gets into kind of these like slower games... I don't see that ever hurting Duke. You know, if anything, slower the better, and then, you know, creating fast break possessions and things like that. So, I, I don't know. I'm, we can differ a little bit yeah, there. Um, I just, but I probably just, neither of us are right. Virginia is still probably the best. <laughs> no. I mean, Virginia's defense does look good, and I think in some interviews, guys from last year's team, like, you know, Ty Jerome and, and Kyle Guy, have said something like th- they think this year's team could be better on defense than last year's team Mm. and that's not a surprise because like they just might have a more athletic lineup out there like Casey Morsell fits right in playing defense even though on offense I mean he's only made a couple baskets in the entire year but I think they I think defensively they could they're going to be elite they're great but I think the offense is it's a question mark for sure I mean it's tough to say because JMU played mostly zoned against them and of course they faced the Syracuse zone and they've always had and today they beat columbia but not talking about that because that just happened but like those i think facing like a couple zones is you don't get a true test of what they will be like on offense because they've always kind of historically had a little bit of it's been weird playing against those zones but i sense that just just the fact like like luke said last week their two best shooters are dikite and huff and are they going to have those guys taking seven threes a game each time? Maybe, but not right now. I mean, not with the way they're going to run things right now. Hmm. Um, and none of the other guys who you would expect, you know, like Kihei Clark, I think looked great, steady. I love to see him be like in charge. But Statman continues his Australian national team run of like nominally being a three-point shooter, but then going like one for nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say. He's not yeah. a good shooter. I don't know that I've actually seen him make one. I've no. seen him take a lot. Yeah. He seems really good at taking threes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, half the battle, right? So, I mean, anyways, like, and, and, you know. This is like kind of the struggle, right? I mean, when you, when you really look at the ACC overall, I mean, it's not something that's like inspiring. And, you know, I, I always – I've been joking, in, at least in the past episode, in this episode – that the ACC is experiencing a down year. Maybe it's just that college basketball is experiencing a down year. Um, so I think that that's something that also has to be considered. But, I mean, so that's that's where you're at then with your your temperature check with the ACC. You're seeing, you know, Duke at the top, Louisville at the no, top, I see Louisville and Virginia at the top. Yeah. At the top. yeah. Kind and, of those and, are your top three. I would right? throw UNC in there too because I – think you believe in Cole Anthony <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah I mean the plus minus numbers I think are pretty ridiculous I think if you look at uh you know with Cole Anthony on the floor versus without I think it's like plus 35 with and then maybe minus eight without or something like that so you know not not no bueno going forward yeah. I mean especially with like a guy like Trey Jones eventually checking him I don't, I don't like that matchup I mean it's like you would like Baycott to show you a little bit more than he mm-hmm. has. I hope he develops. But like Garrison Brooks, huge fan. He's still there. He's solid. They're gonna 
but they're going to need to develop something else around Cole Anthony. But right. I, I'm still a fan. So that's the cream, that's if the cream. you will. Um, another one of your internet searches. What is uh, the, the, you have another section on here. It, I love that you prepare notes because otherwise it would just be me making fun of your search history. Um, and it <laughs> looks like you have you have Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde teams. Um, so I guess these are teams that are supposed to you know, be great one day and, you know, I, I, let's just call it the inconsistency I, I think you can take it from week one, the Florida State-Pittsburgh matchup. Okay. And you got both those teams. You got. I mean, there's one person in this room that advocated for Pitt Moneyline and got it at plus 245. Look, on our group text uh, with Luke and Guthrie, it's become a joke now, I feel like. I started out kind of serious. Or I started out as a joke and now I've, to make fun of you, and now I've become serious about it, which is uh, I just text Pitt Moneyline like every day. <laughs> and just two words, so powerful. And uh, the Latvians <laughs> are, are definitely tailing you at this point. Yeah, what is, what is .lv? It doesn't feel comfortable. No, no. The, yeah, the, the best comment I think you've made in the past, like maybe all of 2019 so far, was, you know, <laughs> the, the money, what was it? The. the the money doesn't feel real to me in Bovada, but I tell you, to the Latvians, it's very real. <laughs> I mean, they have way more of my personal information than I would like. Yeah, no kidding. Let me just no tell you kidding. that. I mean, it's really just, it's funny because you're like, oh no, I'm not going to like support Facebook. You know, they sell my Amazon. No, they sell my trends. Google, how dare you have a Google phone? And then you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you need a photocopy of my ID and, you know, some personal credit card and banking information? Well, you can't gamble on those platforms. <laughs> I think it's very clear what the difference is. <laughs> That's funny to me. So Anyways. Pitt Moneyline worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. I First can't, week I can't of the believe season. Pitt beat Florida State. But after yeah. that, no bueno. And both those teams, weird, right? So Florida State at home loses to Pitt and then comes right back out and beats Florida, you know, number six in the nation, in Gainesville. Yeah. Right? And then, that was a weird excuse game. me, that game was their first game was at Pitt. Sorry. So they played yes, Pitt correct. away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um and then Pitt, you know, similarly, oh, get I got really hyped up about them beating Florida State. And then they immediately lose to Nickel State and then on Friday they lost to West Virginia. Yeah, the West Virginia game Which, in the second half was you can not, excuse was that, not no. close. Yeah, no. Huggy Huggy Bear, I think, stood up. I mean he didn't even have to sit on the stool. You know, he just kinda like stood around and was kinda like milling. I don't even think he was wearing a windbreaker. That's you know, that's one thing I love about this new studio we're in now. We have stools. I feel very adjacent to Bob Huggins now. <laughs> because it's not just our normal chairs. <laughs> Improves my posture. I mean, the thing for me about Pitt is like I and there's been reports that like for you know, Capel threw them out of practice or something like that because they weren't motivated or something or that he's had. And I, I don't know the full story there. But Oh, well, good, because this is the ACC basketball podcast. No. Why should you focus only on the 15 Luke's, teams that we have? Luke's, <laughs> Luke's beat is reporting. Okay, my beat is not doing that. <laughs> You're a touch and feel guy. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I understand. Of, what is the aura around So that? anyways, Capel was upset during practice. But, but aside from that, my thing is that Xavier Johnson has been pretty bad. Oh, he's been so bad. Yeah. He's been so bad. And it's – it just reminded me that you know, watching that West Virginia game was a reminder that he has he's having trouble against teams with size, and people have like figured out just like cut him up, swallow him up in the paint, and he's just he's yeah. Not. I mean, I mean, he's a wonderful slasher, but he is he is not going to you know stun anyone with a step back or no. you know he's just he's just not a shooter. So and I honestly kind of look around the pit roster, not really filled with a lot of shooters there. But they need um, sh- everybody needs shooting, like you said. I mean Xavier Johnson shot thirty five percent from three last year and that's just enough to keep him honest, you know? Is it? It's just enough to keep him honest and lose the game. <laughs> you know? And he also just like he hasn't been as good going to the basket. I think uh, Trey McGowan's has been great. He's, yeah, he's, he's their guy. He's a stud. Ryan Murphy is providing, thank God for him, because he's like their only shooter now. I mean, aside from McGowan's, but like he's providing shooting that they wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big deal. So, I mean, the other half of this coin is Florida State. I mean, so I guess you consider both of them kind of your inconsistent Jekyll and Hyde teams. What did, what did you see in Florida State's game against Pittsburgh and then – in a, against Florida, that, that what what changed? I mean, the thing I see about the Florida State is, I think I I said this about Pitt, right? We say it about all the other teams. They need shooting, mm-hmm. like they just have a lot of athletic slashers. But in that game against uh, Pitt, they shot they were six of twenty three three point range, 
And mm-hmm. that's like that's going to be a rough outing anyways. And uh, other games, you're going to be able to get it, whether you can get up and transition, you can force turnovers. But when a team like takes care of the ball, does a good job, that sort of stuff, I mean, it's going to be tough um, for them yeah. on the offense. I mean, I, I don't know. And watching the Florida State games, I've seen, you know, Trent Forrest is, I think, a changed man. You know, I think he was one of the best ACC guard defenders all of last year. He's taken a much bigger, uh, you know, offensive role this year, I think, with what they lost last year. So he he's actually come in. I think he's played really well. And then what I saw in the Florida game, and I think even even more so in some of the Western Carolina play, was I, I really like Patrick Williams' game. He's a freshman, uh, 6'8", 225. I mean, he put up 18 against Western Carolina, um, and I thought he played some really good minutes against Florida. Um, so I, I don't know. As I, as I kind of like look forward for Florida State um, this year, I, I really see kind of Patrick Williams really developing into like that kind of Cobb and Gelly backfill. I think that he's a hyper-athletic big that uh, can really rebound the ball well, and I, th- I think he's going to be a huge force in, when the ACC play comes around. And I think the team is actually going to hinge on him a little bit, which is a little dangerous for Florida yeah, State. They team. just need guys to space the floor a little bit better. So Devin Vassell has been their best shooter right now. And I think you could say like Anthony Polite, who, who plays like not oh, not dude, every minute. but Anthony Polite's getting way too minutes, I'm, way too many minutes. I but it's say. because he can shoot. Yeah, it's because I mean, he's a shooter, and, he, and they need space. Well, he's a three and D guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, but it's just, it's just so ew. critical. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's he's just a little too stiff for me for you a Florida State. You can't system. have everybody just crashing down low, yeah. and they're all like, I mean, not those are they have a lot of great players who do that. I mean, but it's just. I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly everything. higher on the Florida State. I'm glad that you know we I took Pitt um, in the first game to open the year, but I think it was a good wake up call for them. I think that uh, I think they're going to right the ship, and I think that I still think they could potentially finish in the top six in the ACC. So, anyways, kind of looking forward to that. So, are there any other teams besides um, Florida State that you look at for kind of your Jekyll and Hyde? Well, less less the Jekyll and Hyde teams, the inconsistency. Uh, I think the aside from that, I think the real focus is going to be on the teams who can be consistent and determining. You know, we talk about all the time. Who is the line? Oh, wait, wait, wait! Who, this is a big segment. Where for is you the line? Week. Who is the line? You got a lot of positive Twitter feedback, which um, I know means a lot to you. Um, I was. Actually, I'm not going to say you don't have a lot going on personally, I don't, but I don't. when you get a few Twitter <laughs> mentions, it's a pretty big deal for you. I was so, actually very surprised because I was like, ah, this is like a stupid thing. So this the is line. the. Let me. I'll, I'll like drum on my leg. Well, where is the line segment? So Taylor, you think you are ready to? Find where the line I don't, I don't know is if I am I for the ACC this year. I don't know if I really am. And I, and can you remind people I think about I'm, what okay, this segment so, is? Because I'm getting excited, but yeah, other people might not. know. We define the line, quote unquote, capital T, capital L, as <laughs> that trademark. Yeah, TM. That point at which uh, it's an embarrassing loss, and it's a loss that will hurt your overall resume. Okay. Okay. So yeah. it's not like these are the only teams that are going to make the tournament, or these are the only teams that we think have a chance of you know making the elite eight or something or winning the ACC these are the teams the line above the line you lose to a team it's like oh that's a disappointment but it's not like a big deal yeah if it's on the road like oh it's okay yeah yeah Yeah, whereas like below the line you know you lose to a team and it's 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 something that's an embarrassment you know it's an Evansville Right. loss you know right 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 which as you know what just side note on evansville kentucky real quick as someone who went to a a uh, a very small liberal arts school not dissimilar from evansville not you know about the same size i guess mm-hmm. um i love seeing like videos of evansville campus like when people came back and them going nuts all yeah day yeah i heard this pretty live what state is evansville in it's in indiana oh it, it's in okay. evansville the heart of basketball so it makes sense that they would come out and shock the world all right well good for them yeah so uh, anyways so discussing the line here and i think the narrative right is that the acc is down this year and part of me, my my optimistic nature wants to say, oh, it's not as down as you think. Okay. But <laughs> the other half of me knows, like, oh, Taylor, you're just a fool. Right, uh, right. So Notre Dame looking decent, maybe against Duke, but they can't shoot. Okay. Georgia you're, Tech. Are you giving me options? I'm just right throwing these all from, out here. Okay, these are, okay. You know, I'm, I'm giving you the options. Georgia, okay. Georgia Tech, possibly a top half team, you know, 
uh, disappointing to me that they took down my uh, NC State Wolfpack to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia Tech, Landers Nolly for president, 2020, we all agree. <laughs> uh, Boston College, you know, Nick Popovich's team, but maybe also, we'll, we can talk about this later, Derek Thornton. Oh, back for his revenge tour in the ACC. Nice. I don't I like know. that. They just recently got stomped by Belmont. Um, this this Boston College team. Well, details factor that into your analysis here. Uh, Syracuse, mm-hmm. a team that I don't believe in, as you noted, I wrote in our notes. Oh, they bad. Yeah, that's all it says. Just those three words. Oh, they bad. And I mean bad as in you know unskilled, not bad as in oh, not like, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, bad. Mama, there goes that man type stuff. <laughs> We can't use Michael Jackson is references. That, Mama, is that Kenny Williams? Is that his I don't, phrase? Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's Mark Jackson. Yeah. That's Mark yeah. Jackson. Oh, that's that's terrible. We cannot use Michael Jefferson. Michael J- <laughs> Jefferson. Michael Jackson references on the podcast anymore. Just Why so you know. Not? I still like Michael. Did, <laughs> didn't you watch that HBO documentary? I didn't. Can you tell me what happened? Was it called Neverland? Finding. Uh, Finding Neverland? No, that's uh, I think that was the one about Peter Pan. Yeah. Uh I don't know. He molested kids is what happened. So, oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, that that's fault. Allegedly. Around. Allegedly. Okay. Oh, okay. Whatever, oh, good. Whatever. Yeah, you just throw allegedly <laughs> out there. You, you spit on a man's grave. I mean, okay. Yeah, allegedly. Okay, Taylor. <laughs> All right. You can compare the next team to R. Kelly. Uh, so Clemson, I don't have anything to say about him. It's Clemson. I don't know. Yeah, I, they never should have given that extension to Brownell. I don't know what to say. They got football. They're good at that. And Wake Forest? I don't know. We can call Guthrie again to talk about that. But, you know, I'm willing to forego the 11 listeners that we have in South Carolina and in Wake Forest um, to to just, you know, to not have to talk about them for the year. People are going to tweet at us, let me tell you. Yeah. If we do not talk about Wake. We'll get a tweet for every win that they get um, collectively (laughs) in the ACC, which will be about five. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. So the real question is then, is it Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, or Boston College? I'm not even going to say Syracuse at this point because Syracuse has no, just no, been no. bad. They're not showing No, but anything. Syracuse is going to be good. I mean, that defense is good. I, I, I shouldn't be too harsh on them. Anyways, okay. I mean, um, I guess my vote right now is probably going to be for Notre Dame. I was obviously already an early advocate for them. I think you go on the road and lose to Notre Dame – I don't think it's really that bad of a loss. Um, I, I don't think it's something to be embarrassed about, certainly. Um, whereas I think if you go on the road and lose to Virginia Tech, you know, that, that might be something that is going to stick out in the long run. So, um, so yeah, right now my, my vote is going to be for Notre Dame. I think that they have – I don't know. They, they play well enough to where metrically I think they're going to be they're going to be a good team and they're going to have a shot at making the NCAA tournament. You know, I'm going to be overly positive here and say, if you ask me, the only teams I would say that are below the line right now are Clemson and Wake Forest. Oh, wow. Those are the teams I've just been least. Those are the only two that are really embarrassing. That, yeah. Even Miami, who, you know. Oh, Miami's still in the ACC. I forgot. Yeah, we didn't mention that. So they lost by, what, 13 to Louisville. But that game, Louisville was ahead by like 30-some points and then right. kind of just coasted. So, and and they haven't really played anybody since then. I still kind of believe that they might have something there that they'll be a tougher they'll be a tougher game than people think. I just think Clemson and Wake Forest are really the the two that are I'm gonna go ahead and throw Miami underneath the line as well. I'm sorry to say it. Um so you just have a big fat line right now. It's uh, yeah. like five teams. <laughs> well, it's, it's early. So it's your, early. Your segment is where is the line and your your answer is half the ACC. More than half the <laughs> ACC. I mean everybody but two teams. I, I also Wait, can we? I mean, all right. So, just taking a step back, then we've talked a lot about Notre Dame. You've touched on Syracuse a little bit. I mean, sparingly. I mean, no, Syracuse really doesn't get the respect they deserve on this podcast. But you revealed yourself as a pretty big Virginia Tech fan coming into the year. Okay, you you've mentioned. You know, a, a bit about Landers Molly. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. You did. You were think about like if you were like one of those flashers with one of the big trunk coats on, and instead you just had like you know a, a castrated turkey on underneath. You know, that's that's a what a hokey is. Turkey. Well, what? that's what a hokey is. Okay. That's what I, that's I think that's what it is. If it's not, that's a horrible reference. I'm very I'm excited about Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah, no, I could. You know, I'm I don't want to get sidetracked. I know, but yeah. no, I want to get sidetracked. <laughs> two, two minutes ago, my you, my favorite holiday. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, it is. It is your favorite holiday, which is um, problematic, and it's uh, let's just call it problematic. Oh no, okay. Let, let's, because let's, of colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's fine. Everybody needed to survive the winter and celebrate that, I guess. But um, no, let's talk a little bit about Virginia Tech, if if you don't. They mind. helped each other. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So we have, I mean, you've talked about Landers Nolly, who, by the way, I'm just going to like read some just general stats right now about him. Um, feel free to have your eyes glaze over, but he's shooting 47% from three, 52% from two. Um, you know, I, I just think that he's, uh, those are two very easy stats, but, um, you know, overall, I just think he's, he's played with a lot of poise, a lot of control. And I think he's been able to, he's been able to take the lead on a Virginia Tech team where there were just so many questions. And I think defensively, you know they've played they've played amazing basketball so far. They've been defending the three. Um, they've been limiting shots in the paint. I just and, and I caveat after Clemson they've only played Coppin State, USC Upstate, and Lehigh. So yeah, caveat, temper yeah. temper expectations. But I think one of the great travesties of our pre um, what was it preseason episode or whatever it was episode one um, was that we vastly undervalued Mike Young, the former Wofford. Did I not talk coach. about how much I love Mike Young? No. No, that but that was it you know as usual that's about the depth of your analysis <laughs> you know i think in, in a in a league you know that has so many hall of fame coaches in it i think it's easy to kind of like overlook the impact of a top tier coach coming into a program and obviously you know much love for buzz um you know i think he did a great job with this program he made it a desirable job um or, you know, a job where you could come in and really show what you have. And I think that we just totally overlooked Mike Young. Um, I, I think that what he did at Wofford was, um, to me, nothing short of incredible. I mean, this was a essentially a top 25 team, you know, top 25 mid-major. I don't, you know, it's guys like Brad Stevens and Mike Young and, you know, others, you know, even Mark Few. You know, these, these are guys that – um, I think are generally undervalued. And I, I think that we made a mistake there. And I, I think Virginia Tech is now uh, kind of reaping the benefits of that. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, they haven't played great competition, but they're going to come in. They're going to play Delaware State, which is one of the worst teams in college basketball, on Wednesday. And then they come out and they play Michigan State and Duke back-to-back. Um, yeah, I was about to say, slow your roll on all this. Like, no one loves Mike Young more than I do, okay? in in my dreams, when it's like the end of the Return of the Jedi and you're like ghost Jedi mentors are sitting on the thing, whatever with you, mine is like Mike Young and Jim Laranega just like nodding and smiling at me like, mm, Taylor, you're doing it right. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Those councils never go that way, by the way. They, they're, never, they're never very complimentary. I'm That's. Just, I mean, Anakin wasn't wrong. Let me tell you. He should have been named a master. Okay. <laughs> I did not mean to get into that. Yeah. That's, well, if you guys need references, go back to season two on this episode maybe 30 or so where i had to watch all the star wars movies you for have, the first time you, yeah you have questionable beliefs about star wars having come to them well, late in you, life what do you mean that episode what was it episode three was the second best one don't we'll talk about this later <laughs> i just i stole your role a little bit on virginia tech because uh they could be exposed but yes i think they've been doing really well yeah i mean will be bidet you know PJ Horn, I mean Isaiah Wilkins, I mean it's a team. I mean it's a playing well. It's a well-coached collective of highly skilled wings essentially. Yeah. And yeah. I think that type of basketball is going to be successful. I mean, they're not going to have problems scoring. And everybody else everywhere else we've talked about in the ACC has a trouble has trouble generating offense. So I mean, I think a team like Virginia Tech is is going to be highly successful in this league. Um and you know, I, I think they're really going to exceed expectations. So I, I don't know that it's it's a team that we've talked about enough. So I think that they're yeah. actually potentially long term above the line. I think. I mean, oh, I, d- I agree that they are. I don't think that they have like they don't have the shooting of last year, um, but they're playing faster than last year than they did with Buzz, mm-hmm. and so they're getting up more shots. And they're a pretty good shooter. If you had asked me and said, are they going to be shooting thirty seven, thirty eight percent from three? At this point in the year, I probably would have said no. Yeah, so but I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's but they're shooting yeah thirty eight percent from three, and yeah. they're taking what top twenty overall, yeah. top twenty in the country they, overall three point attempts. They take three pointers at the thirteenth 
highest rate, attempt yeah. them at the 13th highest rate in the nation right now, which uh, is, you know, that's... I mean... And their defense hasn't been bad either, so yeah. For, for a team that you say is not a non-shooting team, I mean, that's a team that's shooting the three quite a bit and making quite a few of them. So so anyways, I, I don't know, just something that, uh, that I found interesting. I, I'm glad that you... And I, I would have to go back and re-listen to the episode, but I believe that you are all over the Virginia Tech train. So it's been a really good start to the year for them. So yeah, good, good yeah, for them. Yeah, it really has. Hmm. And I, I mean, even the teams that didn't perform well. And I, we wrote, I wrote down on my notes that we would have a segment for me to talk about how I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in NC State. And you I don't know, know how much you want to talk about That phrase it. is usually associated with parenting or something like that. So I don't, I don't really like that you're kind of like the overlord of these um, ACC teams that, you know, they essentially report to you. But there's only one team that you feel such a personal connection I, to. I, my, I see myself as a father figure for Kevin Keats. <laughs> and... and <laughs> You know, if I catch him smoking cigarettes, he's going to smoke that whole pack. Yeah. You oh, better believe it. That's the yeah. kind of guy I am. No, well, you know, I, my mom caught me smoking a cigarette once, and she did make me smoke the whole thing in the kitchen. And she made me light it on an electric stove. And, and I burned myself. And that, that's a uh, true story. Then you became a pack a day kind of guy, and you I did. loved it. Yeah, I, I did. I, then, look, look, kids out there, never quit smoking. Okay. It's delicious. All right. <laughs> It obviously <laughs> obviously safer safer than fake cartridges. It now. is every every time you go into I go into a situation that's like a you know you smell like cigar smoke or cigarette smoke mm-hmm. like just a you know that sweet smell. Right. It smells like a sports book or yes. like a oh, that's right. like a horse track. And right. to me, it's like mm, I kind of love it. It's like it reminds me of home. And right. then I feel a, a slight twinge of guilt. Like, oh God, is Mike gonna want to like just light up again yeah, immediately? Dude, I'm glad I, you brought it up. I know you do. Like, I'll I'll go outside. And, and full disclosure, I smoked for about ten years, and I quit like seven years ago. And then I started using that money that I would have spent on cigarettes, and I would take that money and I would go to Las Vegas once a year during March Madness and gamble it all, all whatever money I had saved on buying a pack of smokes every day in New York City where they were $13 a pack. And I would start going to Vegas every year during March Madness. That's how my whole college basketball kind of fascination began. I don't know if you actually even know I that. I did not know that. Yeah, Wait, so, that's so it began with quitting smoking? Yes, it began with qu- quitting smoking. And that's how I would incentivize myself. I would say, oh, well, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to go to Las Vegas and I'm going to like – you know, have fun once a year, and that's kind of what I would use. But, yeah, still to this day, um, I will, like, go outside or something, outside of a restaurant, somebody will be smoking, and I'll just kind of, like, stand next to them, and be, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry I'm smoking. I'm like, hey, don't worry. Don't worry, baby. Just just blow it right in my <laughs> just face. Just blow it right yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'll, like, you know, We I need to get you in a, ch- a Chantix commercial or something, because this is, like, an inspirational story that we could – you know, we could monetize we could, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah, I quit on my 30th birthday, and it's been uh, seven years now. I haven't had a single cigarette. Though I still dream about it, and I feel guilty when I wake up. Mazel tov. I dream about Jim, Lar- Jim Laranega, so, you know, oh, different, I, different things. Different dreams. I love that you called him Jim Laranega. Jim, there for, yeah, that's that is something you dream Ooh, about. <laughs> I was going to say, we all have our vices. Yeah, <laughs> Old three Olive Pilkington over here. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, back to Kevin Keats. Yeah, Kevin Keats, very, you, you know, you're, you're, you're a father figure. Is that is that kind of where you were going with this? Yeah, the one thing I'll say about uh, – I'll just NC State. You can make some excuse if you're going to make excuses for the loss to Georgia Tech. It's you know you've got DJ Funderbook and Mark L. Johnson out, two of probably their best players, right? And uh, it, the the thing that kills them right is that James Banks, I think, just owns NC State. Well, right, and James Banks is such a beast. I mean, really, without yeah. Funderburk, and hey, are those guys missing Wyatt Walker now? Huh? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, so last yeah, year James Banks ate him up. I last mean, he was a year stud. he. Last year he had the buzzer beater to beat NC State, right? And the, the dunk, buzzer beating dunk. When you said, and then this year he made those two free throws in overtime to win mm-hmm. the game. Uh, and I, I think that even when Funderburk comes back, NC State could struggle with like big athletic front courts. And you, I th- are I think there any big? Are there any big front courts in the ACC this year, Taylor? I, I'm kidding. I mean, that is the definitive characteristic yeah. of all top tier ACC teams. So it's certainly not a good look for like. Going up against some of like you know Vernon Carey, UNC, yeah. some of those things. I don't. But I mean, see, this is kind of the problem with NC State that I see right now. I'm going to piggyback on you're not mad, just disappointed. Is that, I mean, hasn't Virginia Tech just taken that same NC State brand 
and just done it better over the past three to five years. I mean, hey, let's let's run up and down the floor. Let's shoot a lot of threes. Let's defend the three. You know, all those things I think have come to define the Kevin Keats era. But I think we saw Buzz Williams do it better, and now we're seeing Mike Young do it better with the less talented group at Virginia Tech. I, you know, I don't know. I think that brand of basketball uh, for Kevin Keats is kind well, of falling flat. Well, so you say like the only, you know, take a lot of threes, whatever, attack the basket. NC State is like the poster child for the mid-range jump shot. And sometimes not in a good way. Like we joked last time about, uh, you know, CJ Leslie, mm-hmm. right? Back in right. the day, the mid-range jump shot. And now CJ Bryce, who looked fantastic and probably their best player again in, you know, early going. Uh, is like a mid-range guy. And the, the shot selection can be really tough right now. Um, so and, and they're just a team built to score a lot, but then do it quickly. They're not a team built to hold a lead. Like they got up, what, 15 points against Georgia Tech, and they gave it all back. And that right. feels like – I feel like you're going to see a lot of that roller coaster with NC State. You're going to see them give up leads. You're going to see them close big leads against you know teams that they might not be expected to. Um, just – it's it, right now they're kind of like – they're an emotional roller coaster every time you're gonna watch. Yeah, I can tell that you're like you're like you're like reaching for like reasons to hop back on the train. I mean, I even see here in your notes it just says Manny Bates looked useful defensively. Like <laughs> I mean, that, that just tells me that like oh you know oh look at him like I really want to be a fan. But what you say? I'm making excuses and it's the things that you don't hear me say. That are like right. the tell you the most about what they're not good at. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like how just I mean that that interior defense is just like translucent toilet paper. I mean, you know, I mean that thing. Single ply even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so okay, yeah, I can see why you'd be disappointed in them. So is that is that all of the ACC teams? I mean, I know you didn't really talk about Miami. You didn't really talk about Syracuse. I mean, I think, honestly, the downfall of Syracuse has been um, one of the more significant stories, I think, in the ACC over the past two years. I mean, in my mind, they're a top-five perennial program with the Hall of Fame coach and doing so many things well. I I just don't know where the program has gone um, over the past couple of years. Um, so I I'm, I'm really am hoping that Bayheim can right the ship there, but – I just don't think they have the scoring. They don't. They don't get the guard play, and the zone is uh, looking more dated every day. So they've only played two games this year. So let's not write them off completely. Uh, I just, I don't. I think I said this in the first show. I don't like sometimes the shot selection, mm. and Elijah Hughes is going to be the guy. I, I just don't feel like he's maybe efficient enough at a high volume to really carry the team. I think. Buddy Bayheim, you know, shooting, great shooter, hopefully do it. Joe Girard. Is that actually his real first name, Buddy? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to choose to say yes. I had a guy at work. I started, you know, working at this company like six years ago. And one of the, like, older, um, like, subcontractors, vendors or whatever would always call me Buddy. And I didn't really like it. You know, I kind of, like, made a point where I was like, you know. He just called me by like my name, you know. I, he thought he was trying to talk down. So to you know, you. I, yeah, it just kind of feels like patronizing a little bit. So yeah. you know, I can't imagine that actually being your name. You know, kind of it feels a little. Um, you know, it's not the 1940s. You know, he I was like baseball hey, cards aren't popular. Hey, I don't know. Kid. You don't. You know, yeah, you don't name kids buddy anymore. You're a know. good egg kid. Yeah, that's yeah, what he exactly. said too. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I but I could see Bayheim naming his kid. I think I think uh, Sidibe has been good for them. He looks good, mm-hmm. and I think Joe Girard is going to like make everybody have dreams of like Jerry McNamara back in the day. He's like already on the, when you watch Syracuse games, like they can't, the broadcasters can't wait to talk about how Joe Girard was like set record scoring in high school and talk about the grit of high school basketball and talk about how he's a legend and you know, what a local legend and local kid. And he's apparently the reports say now he's going to be the starter for them going forward. So just, I'm preparing myself for a lot more of that. Yeah. Lots of uh, lots of competitive basketball out there in Glens Falls, New it's, York. It's, I mean, it's what love, Syracuse needs. People love that New York narrative, man. They just love it. They love like that gritty street basketball slash like high level prep school stuff. I mean, really, I mean, these the real competition at this level really happens on the AAU circuit and sponsored by Adidas and Nike and whomever else new whatever, balance whatever other boosters. i'm gonna get my new balance internship right right well you're helping me move to richmond right this week i hope i hope you're still allowed I'm, to compete i'm paying in the you eleven thousand dollars <laughs> to move to richmond 
Uh, is, that, was, is that the actual number? It was like $11,700, I believe. That's how much Penny Hardaway paid for a Weissman to move to Weisman's family to move to right, Memphis. Right, correct. Okay. When he was his AAU and high school coach, but before mm. he became. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we don't I, need to delve into that. That just seems like an expensive move. <laughs> Obviously, you've never <laughs> hired movers before. Uh, all all right. right, should we pick games? Let's pick some games. Okay, yeah, you fire them out at I'm me because I actually haven't looked at them all, at all. I, I'm going to throw games out to you, and I'm not going to limit ourselves uh, to the ACC. We're going to just pick some good games coming up this week. Oh, all, you're going to go through the whole week I, I'm gonna for che- some certain games. I'm going to cherry pick some games. You know, we're not seeing a lot of great games sometimes. we still got some sub-300 Ken Palm teams against a lot of ACC I mean, people, this but- is why you got to have that ACC play early in the year. Otherwise, you're trying to pick Juan Dixon coach teams, you know, against the <laughs> ACC, you know? It's just no fun. But there, the, do you have a, hand, you have a handful? I got, we've got a handful of games of okay. – <laughs> Varying quality, but it's the best we're going to get right now. Okay, wow, oh, ringing endorsement. I know. I, I don't see how <laughs> I don't see how the ratings are so low for college <laughs> basketball. But please enlighten me. Here enlighten we go. Me. What okay. are the games? On Tuesday, uh, we've got Vermont visiting Virginia. Virginia, your fifteen point favorites. Man, I tell you, you know. We keep getting older, but value for UVA stays the same. It's like the best, you know. You can just like. Everybody's always going to underestimate them. The lines are always going to be like a little bit too low. I think they're two and one against the spread so far this year. Um, just recently lost, I guess, if you want to call it that, to Columbia. They were 24-point favorites, but they only won by 18 or something. Um, so what What you project the line to be 15 against Vermont? Is that's that right? right. That's right. Okay. So, you know, Vermont, a team that, you know, we've loved for a long time. The Catamounts. The Catamounts. And – Probably one of my favorite players in all of college basketball, Anthony Lamb, for somehow, somehow in way, he is still playing college basketball. I know he tried to give it a shot last year, trying to get into the NBA. He's a stretch four, I guess. But really, um, he, for He's, those that haven't watched a lot of Vermont Catamount basketball, you probably saw him mostly show out against Kansas in last the tournament, year. tournament, yeah. And he, uh, that's right. I guess he, he also played some uh, some big minutes in the tournament. Um, but, you know, put up 24 points against Kansas last year against a, a fairly decent uh Kansas team, but you really saw him struggle against guys like Azabuki, who's obviously seven one and you know two eighty five or whatever. Yeah, I see him struggling against the bigs of Virginia here as well. Um, but it's going to be really great to be able to watch him play. And I tell you, the Catamounts are too well coached a team, I think, to lose by fifteen, um, even on the road at JPJ Arena. So. I would say give me Anthony Lamb. Give me all the brothers Duncan. Uh, I think they still have at least two of them there, Everett and Robin. <laughs> but, yeah, I like the Catamounts. So give, give me them. I'll take UVA. They got more offense, man. I, they got I, more I offense think, than UVA. Yeah, I, I think they're not going to be able to score on UVA. And I think – What? Yep. What? No, no, no. You yeah. don't know. You don't know Steph Smith. You don't know Anthony oh, Lamb. You don't know. You don't know these Duncan brothers. Whatever. They're not going to be able to score in UVA. I just worry that UVA is not going to be able to score too. So that 15 point line scares me a little. But just give me UVA. I, I'll I'll take it and we'll work with it. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Can't you tell? Yeah. No, I could tell. That's actually a game. I I might have to attend that one. That's that's going to be a fun one. All right. We'll move on to Wednesday. Okay. Next game, we've got Georgia, Georgia Tech. Oh, this is a big one. I'm actually excited about this. So Anthony Edwards, also known as the Ant-Man for Georgia, um, one of the top recruits in the nation. Um, He's come out. He's already starting to show out as a freshman. I think he's averaging like 22, 23 points. He's been great so far. Um, Everything you read about him, he just seems like a super fun dude. Um, It kind of seems like a version of Mo Bamba. That's that's everything I keep hearing. You know? So this seems, is seems super cool. This um, is minus four Georgia in Athens. Wow! So it's a four point. So these games are actually always fun. I mean, historically, I think that Georgia Tech has been, um, you know, on the on the winning end of these more recently. I think they they try to do this every year. Um, I you know James Banks I think is playing really well. Um, I, I, I mean, re- Michael DeVoe has been really good. People, I was going to say, that's going to be the marquee matchup. He's is, been their leading scorer, I think. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe. No, he has. You're right. Yeah. It's gonna, the key is going to be DeVoe versus Edwards. You know, who's better? Who's going to who's gonna um, really thrive in this environment? I, 
I think Georgia Tech, man, I they're just like playing with reckless abandon right now. They don't really have anything to play for going forward. So <laughs> every game is a Super Bowl. So give me give me Georgia Tech here. I guess getting four on the road against the Bulldogs. But really excited to watch Anthony Ant Man Edwards play. I'm gonna go the opposite way, and I'm not just doing it to be different because there's only two of us. But yeah, I'll take Georgia. They Georgia Tech is turning the ball over too much. Georgia forces turnovers. It's a home court environment. I'll take Georgia. Wow. You know, your explanations Deep. are super exciting. I mean, I'm just trying to keep it brief. Nobody wants to hear me talk about my relationship with my father and how, <laughs> how it makes me think of Mike Young and why I cry myself to sleep every day. No one wants uh, to hear me talk about that for several minutes. Well, there are other alternatives, Taylor. I mean, you don't I, I have got, to talk about that. I got that. two speeds, zero to 60 in three yeah. seconds. Yeah, the gin gets you to both of them. So. That's right. Okay. All right, so what's the next one? You got one more? Uh, I got two more for you. Two more? You found two in this I got two. horrible we're, schedule? We're going okay. two. Okay. All right, what's the other one? So Thursday, we will move to uh, Duke versus California in Madison Square Garden. Duke, your 18-point favorites. That's one of the games is yeah, Duke I mean, Cal. Duke Cal, is a, it sounds good on paper, right? The names, it sounds great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I it's in Madison Square Garden. It's exciting. It's a big line, whatever. We're, we're stretching here. Just Duke Cal. Okay, Duke Cal. It's on a what they keep calling a neutral floor, but they're playing at the Garden, which is really a home game for Duke. I mean, the, the Madison Square Garden crowd has always loved the Blue Devils. Yeah. We've been in the arena when, for Duke games, and it's overwhelmingly Duke uh, favorites there. So every, every Duke alum who works at Goldman Sachs will be there. Oh, yeah, you got to get your Golden Sacks yeah, right. mean, <laughs> Golden Sacks reference in there. Surprised you're not wearing your Elizabeth Warren T-shirt to the podcast today. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, we talked a little bit about Duke's defensive prowess. Um, Cal's actually, you know, at least in the early season, proven to be one of the best shooting teams in the country. They're actually shooting a staggering 47% from three, um, albeit in limited attempts. So staggering. That, yeah, yeah, it is staggering. Um, they they haven't taken that many, but they, they've hit a high number of them. But um, I guess, whatever, 16, 17 points. Um, I actually still like Duke. I think that they're – that that's going to be a line that a lot of people will be on Cal with, I think, because of how um, how inept at times the Duke offense is. But I, I still like Duke. I think they're way better. Yeah, so. give me Duke. Oh, I, I'm oh, same. It. I agree oh, with everything you okay. just said. All yeah. right, that's a rarity. Oh yeah. All right, last one Saturday, and you know, despite what you think, it might be the one I'm most excited for. I think this is going to be a really good game, and that is DePaul visiting. Boston College in Chestnut Hill. <laughs> Despite what I think, I mean, who would be excited for this game? I mean, I, just like, can, is it even on television? And DePaul, your one-point favorites here. Dude, I'm going to have to borrow your ESPN Plus password. We're going to have to like, <laughs> alternate watching it. <laughs> Look, I, I watched DePaul play Iowa okay. uh, earlier this, you know, what, a week or two ago, and it, it's a pretty fun game. DePaul, a Dave Latow coach team, as we would note. Is Dave still there? Oh, yeah. Dude. This might be one of their better teams this year. I mean, okay, yeah, I actually I do know that DePaul is a better team. So why don't you walk me through why why you're excited? Just because they're like kind of just because it might be kind of good. Yeah, I mean, keep uh, in mind Belmont just put a hundred on Boston College like thirty yeah. minutes ago. Oh, that's why I'm gonna take DePaul. Oh, you're gonna take DePaul. And and as much as I every time I watch them and I. I may have placed a small wager in that DePaul Iowa game. Oh. And then in my head I heard Luke's voice ring out to me. That's a Dave Latow coach team, Taylor. That's a Dave Latow coach team. Uh so, I think it was Guthrie that would actually Yeah. Both of them whispering in my ear. Mm-hmm. Um they play really fast on offense and they're just really aggressive. They turn the ball over a lot, but they also, you know, are get to the line and are aggressive and you know, just score a lot of points because there's so aggressive getting to the line and they they have been their shooting percentages have been really good um and their defense has been pretty good too forcing a lot of turnovers aggressive i it's it's just a fun team to watch and i am interested to see them play boston college i think it'd be a really big win for boston college and maybe i shouldn't stress it so much but it'd be a big win for them so what's what's the expected line one point favorite for DePaul, and i think i'm gonna take DePaul. okay well i 
That's all I needed to hear. I'm going to take Boston College plus one. There's a, <laughs> there, there's no easier pick than having you lay out some like very got, well got, thought out. I got so like, much excited. value. Just go against me. Yeah. Go against me. <laughs> yeah, that's the easiest pick in the world. Whatever you said, I want the opposite. Yeah, there's nothing better than being the house for you sometimes. So yeah, I'll be Boston College plus one. Sure, I'm on that train. All right. Any other any other closing thoughts that you have? Or those I imagine those are the last year games. Do you have any other thoughts overall on the ACC or on life that you'd like to share with your uh, loyal listeners today? I got the only closing thought of has is please you know tell a friend about us. We're uh, you know tell word of mouth is the most important advertising oh. we can do, oh, okay. and then also send us a note. ACCBBoldEngines at gmail.com. We'll answer some questions eventually. I don't know. You can <laughs> find us on that. Facebook and Twitter at ACCBBoldEngines and uh let us know what you think and we look forward to hearing you and we're pumped about this upcoming season and where can they find the podcast taylor you always do your your good like spotify i assume if you're listening to this you can find it on anything (laughs) any any listening device that you use but people don't need to be told that well i don't know you mentioned one last podcast that i had never heard of which is like over yeah i use overcast overcast yeah helps me organize not available on android which i i tried to search afterward i had to use stitcher yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. You, I think you use Android as a, as a way to decline my FaceTime calls. I don't appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Don't FaceTime me. I mean, I don't know why you do that. Don't Google duo me. Don't FaceTime me. I mean, the only time <laughs> I'm looking at my phone is when I'm on the toilet and I will take your FaceTime call at that point. Yeah. I FaceTime <laughs> you most of the time, you know, when I'm in the bath or something like that. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, I live my life like a cliche, uh, you know, housewife from an HBO sitcom. I no. Just, yeah. I know. You are the a Meg bubble Ro- bath, a glass of red wine, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe a magazine. A, yeah. co- a cooking a bon appetit uh, stop, stop. you know we're making a tart tonight at my house this is embarrassing you are meg ryan and you've got mail there's oh, no doubt I if, mean, if you put you on a houseboat in seattle i mean with your, with your you've toes. never said anything nicer to me in my life and i appreciate it all right i'm done i'm done next week adios <laughs> <laughs>